Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Lumos. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Shell Cottage Radio. I'm your host, Ezra, a.k.a. Bill, also known as your friendly tech wizard and former captain of the Hufflepuff Quidditch team, the flannel wizard, yours truly, me. Please welcome your lovely design witch, the fascination of fourth year, and my wonderful co-host and yours, Lottie, a.k.a. Fleur. Hola, schön, dass ihr da seid. Willkommen zurück to our little cottage on the outskirts, skirts of Stinworth. Wow. Come on in, guys. This is the 33rd episode of Shell Cottage Radio in which we will discuss Chapter 8 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, The Death Day Party. Before we fire up today's discussion, we will fill you in on the latest cottage catch-up, quiz Bill with trivia questions, and expand our knowledge about magical and fantastic beasts. Mm, you talking about me? You talking oh, about magical you, and you're, you're the fantastic beast. <laughs> today we're studying Bill. Um... What if you were a Pokemon? You would say, Ezra, Ezra, Ez, Ez. Yeah, yeah. Ez. It's me. Bill, 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 Bill. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bill, Bill. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, so Cottage Ketchup. Um, barely able to record this. My voice is just wavering. I know. Actually, it's not too bad. It's way better. I mean, the honey and the ginger and the lime. Yeah. Did its yeah. job. It did. Uh, some of you may be listeners of another podcast we do called um, An Unexpected Podcast, Up Talking Tolkien. <laughs> we were there this past weekend, and let me tell you, if you want to hear how my voice sounded, what, five days ago? It, what voice? Right? I was gone. I mean, Sa- Absolutely gone. Sarah and I were yelling at Lane to come gosh, to gosh, an gosh, end. Gosh, gosh, gosh. Ezra, Ezra or Bill couldn't even say yes and uh-huh and couldn't. that's right anymore. Blind. Yeah. Because his voice was completely gone. Yep, it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. So, uh, gonna be you're gonna be uh, if I can talk at all. That's just my normal stumblings. But uh, gonna be drinking a lot of coffee and water and lots of things on the podcast in the next couple of days because we got lots of recording to do. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we have we have this chapter, another chapter. We've got friends coming on. Uh, we are going to be doing some stuff on Star Wars Hangout because Bad Batch is out. We're covering that. Oh, yeah. Hardcore. So also Getting doing up tomorrow at 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock. All right. Where we go? Um, we are going crazy. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Both, of your, both of your jobs really require you to have a good, smooth voice. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So. It is crazy. Cool. Uh, so when it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. And it was gone. But I had like, I had like a bacterial infection, the flu. It's going Everything. around. Yeah. It was crazy. So that was all over the new, over the holidays and stuff. It was, mm-hmm. it was wild, but we're, we're good. How are you feeling, sweetie? You, oh. you, Cause you got a little under the weather too the other day. Oh yeah. Yesterday I did, I thought I would, you know, wasn't going to be able to come to work, but actually a good night's sleep mm-hmm. and really all I had yesterday, I was just not hungry at all, yeah. which barely ever happens. Yeah. But then I know I'm really sick. Oh, hi right. microphone. Hello. And... <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, it's almost like he gets in your business, like he's trying to steal a little kiss. He's like, he just, what was oh, he doing sorry. over there? I got the giggles early. Getting today. jealous. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and all I had really was yesterday was just our, you know, secret recipe of ginger lime drink potion. Potion, yeah. And um, just a cut, an apple cut up, and that was it. And I felt. You know, and some ibuprofen. And yeah, I went yeah, to yeah. bed early, like six o'clock. Right. Slept through the night. And it was, I felt so good the next morning. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I yeah. thought I was not going to be able to go to work, but I felt right. great. And, you know, moving on. There's, uh, we're starting 2023, and um, there's going to be some cool new opportunities for, for us. And yes, there will family, be. Uh, so um, we're excited. Yeah, yeah. We're excited for the new year. We're, Really pumped. Like, Actually, I know. Yes. Well, I just want to say, think about that. Even like, I'm just thinking, because I kind of know what you're alluding to, which we can't mm -hmm. say right now, but like, there's things that just dropped on us yesterday that were all of a sudden our whole, it's changed our sort of uh, direction a little yeah. bit and stuff. Yeah. Not with a podcast or anything, but no. just in terms of um, goals and what we want to do with life. And yeah. it's kind of funny how that know. works, you know? That's great. Um, yeah. I mean, January is a month of motivation and we love motivation, but even more love discipline you gotta love discipline because that's yeah. what keeps you going right and <clears throat> not not saying i'm always the most disciplined but i can be and i want to get back to a habit building a habit of being disciplined so right right there you go one is prioritizing the thing that you want to be disciplined in too yeah. you know and 100%. Saying, okay, yeah you can't be disciplined in every single aspect of your yeah. life like you know on top of everything that's fine that you right just focus on some areas more and then that becomes you know a new normal and then you can focus on the next Thing. The next thing, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, because yeah, so. I'd, I'd say you are really disciplined in terms of, you know, other things that you that you do in your life. But um, the, you know, every, everyone, like you said, the new goals you set, you're like, okay, I've I've looked at these things, I've analyzed this, and this is where I want to focus my attention, yeah, and my discipline. So I love it. I know everyone's doing that. We're doing it, and it is it's just exciting. Yeah, it's just kind of crummy that like the cold hits right when you're thinking oh, yeah, you're going to start. Always. So remember like, that was the same thing last summer. Once the yeah. summer. Break oh in, my gosh and we were ready to go to the gym every morning or i got something. sick sick yeah we i got like so the, sick i think i had a bacterial infection back then yeah i know who knows uh, i have no i working with sister's kids right <laughs> yeah my sister's right my sister thinks yeah. i get sick all the time but i have i don't think so i don't know anyways well maybe we'll start tracking it um yeah. but it's the kids you know working with all many all these students and stuff yeah uh it uh, if there's something <laughs> that i learned the last couple of years is is um it, uh, it it's a good thing to bring some hand sanitizer to work and to wipe oh, yeah. up the tables when the kids leave. Like that's mm -hmm. basic stuff we probably should have been doing back when oh, I first started teaching, and now it's like yeah. common practice, and it helps yeah. a lot. So it does. Anyway, um, all right, cool. So cottage is is caught up. The yeah. ketchup has been had. We are actually cutting. We're not cutting the cottage ketchup. We're just cutting ketchup from our diet a little bit. Uh, me in particular, so I just wanted to make a <laughs> reference to food, uh, and you know, include a little bit more mustard. So um, okay, that's about uh, that's a reminder you're, for you're, me. <laughs> you're, you're a mustard kind of guy. I am a mustard kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, uh, what we got? What's going on? Don't forget to give us a review on Apple because then you will enter our giveaway. Once we have our first 50 reviews, we will be giving out five prizes. You can win some really cool stuff. For example, the brand new order of the Phoenix Illustrated book or a signed copy of the Hufflepuff 
Philosopher's Stone book, um, Harry Potter recipe book. So those are the three books that we are giving away. Then a surprise Funko Pop and a Harry Potter t-shirt designed by us. Can I, can I make an interjection <laughs> yeah. here real quick? So when I type something in the doc and it says Sorcerer's Stone book, mm-hmm. why you got to go audible on me and change it to Philosopher's Stone <laughs> just to be fancy? Because we... Because you're fancy. No, we always said Philosopher's I Stone. Know, I know. And I thought... Well, these guys reading a different book. And, no, no, no. <laughs> also, I think the version actually says Philosopher's Stone on it. And it I didn't want to give misinformation to Okay. okay. See, guys, that's exactly <laughs> why she said that. Okay? Uh-huh. In case you were wondering. You can check. <laughs> I wish you guys sometimes could see our doc um, and the revolving, you know, edits and comments and stuff. We should start leaving funny comments <laughs> in the doc for ourselves. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. We could share. Oh them yeah, later. something you would read. Yeah, and we you could actually didn't even see it before. It'd be a bit of a work uh, out. Maybe when we get down the line of the podcast and grows mm-hmm. a little bit, but like docs can be kind of a funny thing because you can, you know, there's edits and you can make them so they're view only, right? And you can yeah. just post them in Patreon and people can be like, "What's in the doc?" <laughs> So, yeah. Anyway. Uh-huh. But, uh, okay. So, yeah. Don't forget to do the uh, giveaway. Yeah. Leave those reviews. All right. Helps podcast. Also, don't forget to train for your trivia night. Yes. With us. yes. Right now. Right now. This is your training. Okay. I've got two questions for you. You got any questions for me? Uh, What are the answers? Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> what is Luna Lovegood's dad's name and his occupation? He is the editor for the Quibbler, I believe. Yes. And is it Phineas Lovegood? No. Phineas? What is his name? He has a... So his name starts with a letter that almost no name starts with that letter. Zeno. Xenophilius. So Zeno. Almost. You got the Dang. last part right but it's right. Xenophilia. I don't know. If, if you didn't actually, I didn't actually see the Xeno part. I guessed that. Uh, did you think I was looking when that no. said? Did you think I was looking? I was not looking. Okay, good. I'm being I, was, I didn't think so. No, I was just, you all, the the hint you gave was a letter and I was like, oh yeah, Xeno. There you go. Sorry. Yep, okay. I, I missed it, guys. All right. Okay, good. Slam on me. Okay, second one is also asking for a name. Who of Harry's kids gets sorted into Slytherin? Oh my gosh, the one, I don't even, what's his name? Albus, Pers- uh, what's his name? Albus, <laughs> <laughs> Albus Severus. There you, you knew that. You yeah. knew that. Yeah, I knew it. You don't highlight it. I don't. There's no, I don't see an answer yet. What's his whole yeah, name? There you go. Albus Severus Potter. Okay, it's only two. I just feel like with those two names, once you say Albus, it just it feels like you should be saying so many more names. I know. So that one kind of throws me. I know. But cool. Yeah. I just remember that it. from the movie where he's talking about, you know, um, he mentions the two headmasters. So He does. And that one of them was in Slytherin mm-hmm. also. And yeah. he was a great man. Great Most man. Most of his life, he wasn't really to Harry, but he forgot to mention that. Yeah, it's not important, you know. <laughs> right? That don't matter. Got a great redemption arc, so. Okay, dokie. This weekly magic zoology lesson. What? You rescue these creatures? Yes, that's right. Rescue, nurture, and protect them. I'm gently trying to educate my fellow wizards about them. Come on.
I have chosen. I have a chosen one for okay. us. So this time I'm not going to open the book at a random page. Okay, this is pre-selected. This is selected because it appears in this chapter. Okay. And it's also pretty important in Fantastic Beasts, but not really. Salamander. Salamander. Well, it's a very salamander. important, especially when you're describing the, their eyes. I know, right? In Fantastic Beasts. It's, I mean, that's what the whole... A uh, theory was based on with the salamander eyes, and you see some salamanders on that mm -hmm. um, the promotional yeah poster and stuff so. for uh, Credence and everything. Yeah, that's crazy. That was crazy. I actually wish there was more to come from that, but we're never gonna know. So I hope we will one day. Saturday. I hope someone can finish what they started because I mean, it, I really, really liked it. And we, I, I know. Mean, I I think you started. I don't understand why they don't yeah. just go ahead and. If you need two more movies, just do it. I know. Yeah, let's not, you know, get into that. So we will just have to have some patience and hope that they will okay. one day start it again. I'll try. Okay, so with Salamanders, even that says competent wizards should cope. Interesting. Mm. The Salamander is a small fire-dwelling lizard that feeds on flame. Brilliant white, it appears blue or scarlet depending upon the heat of the fire in which it makes its appearance. Salamanders can survive up to six hours outside of fire if regularly fed pepper. They will live only as long as the fire from which they sprang burns. Salamander blood has powerful curative and rest. Oh my goodness. Curative and restorative? Yeah. Properties. Okay. Wow. <gasps> Did they? Do you think Madame Pomfrey is mentioned in this chapter that she cures all the students' cold with a potion? Do you think the salamander, something of his body, is used because then they they start steaming out of their um, ears? Oh my gosh! They do the pepper kind of. Um, what was the concoction? They they were getting colds. They were just like me. Yeah. Uh, they had a head cold, and they were drinking. I have to look it up here in a second. In this, in this pepper actually, up potion or something, I was gonna say I have, I have the. Let me see if I can find it real quick. So I think that potion is also used in the video games for you to. Yeah, her pepper up, up. Mm -hmm. pepper up potion worked instantly, mm -hmm. though it left the drinker smoking at yep. the ears for several hours <laughs> afterwards. Um, sounds like we need some. <laughs> sounds like we need some pepper up potion ourselves. Um, yeah, I wonder. I wonder if there's something, some connection with salamanders. You know, here's I'm gonna show you just on my screen a really cute salamander and see what if you don't know what that's from do you remember that's from no that is from frozen 2 oh okay yeah and that salamander is like a fiery salamander mm -hmm. it catches fire it's, a, it's, a, it's like oh, a blue nice. flame that runs around and catches the forest on fire and so she's kind of using her frozen power so when you mm -hmm. mentioned fire i was like whoa is that a thing and then i remembered frozen because my niece Rachel loves it. And yeah, I've seen it multiple she times. Does. So uh, yeah, that that thing is a really cute little salamander running around, and it's like a, you know, catching everything on fire. So, yeah, I mean, I I falsely accused Fred and George of killing a salamander before I read this. I can't believe. Yeah, I know, sweetie, right? come on. They didn't. They did not. They knew. Salamander loves fire. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Learn something new. Uh, would you want to have or befriend a salamander? Uh, I think they're cool. Actually, as far as um, I'm not a big fan of lizards or what, what I guess they're in, what 
I don't even know what the difference is. They're they're they belong to a group of amphibians. Right, they're like lizards. Yeah. Yeah, but, but they're fire dwelling, so they're magical. Because right, these are yeah, these are magical. Lizards right. can't do that. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think they're kind of cool. I guess if they were as cute as that one in Frozen, mm-hmm. I'd be down. They're like mini dragons but, somehow. Yeah. They just yeah. fly. Yeah, I. I I don't know if I'd want a bunch of them and just like lift up a pillow and there's one chilling out. You know what I mean? Oh, true. They're just crawling <gasps> when you go, in spaces. When you go to um, like Southeast Asia, like Thailand and Vietnam, and right. even I think even in Australia, I try to remember. Uh, they have, so they don't really have, they have other bugs, but a lot of the houses have little salamanders or, or lizards or whatever crawling up your, and I think they're way cuter than spiders. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I would rather see yeah. a lizard in my house than a spider. Yeah, for sure. I guess okay. I agree with that. Yeah. So, but I'm also kind of out on both. Yeah. So. But no, they're okay. I, I, I'm kind of. I'm kind of. Yeah, you wouldn't mind if they were in your fireplace, just chilling out. Yeah, they want to chill in there. That's fine. Okay. Cool. Sure. Cool. Yep. All right, it's summary time. Who should read the summary? Should we play the game again? Let's do it. Okay. Rock, Rock paper, scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. <laughs> okay. Lottie wins. What's that mean? It means. Um, you're not really, you know, your voice is not really ready, so should I not read Not recovered it? yet. Yeah. I was wondering how mean you were going to be. No, I can choose, and I choose myself. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't trying to pressure you in any way whatsoever. <laughs> People are like, why do you guys even play the game? Well, you know, it's just... I don't know, because... The person gets the choice. Yeah, there you go. Uh, by the way, that's always how, I mean, that's how sports work, right? If you, um, toss the coin... Yeah, you could do... Volleyball, that was always the case. You could choose either the side, you could choose the serve, and... When you were little, the serve was what you wanted. Yeah. Because, you know, you could already score points by doing that. Right. But later on, you want the first attack. So if you know you're confident, not always, but if you're confident in your, um, you know, receiving abilities, mm-hmm. then you want the first attack. Really? Mm-hmm. It's interesting. So sometimes that's a little uh, tactical thing. All cool. right. Um, summary chapter eight, The Death Day Party. The first few weeks of school have gone by, and a rainy October is setting in at Hogwarts. The cold, wet weather keeps Madame Pomfrey busy as lots of students and staff are suffering from colds. Despite the harsh conditions, the Gryffindor team still hits the Quidditch pitch regularly. One particularly rainy Saturday, Harry is on his way back from practice, dripping with mud and water when he runs into nearly headless Nick. The Gryffindor house ghost seems rather troubled, and he tells Harry about his misery. He has been denied to join the Headless Hunt this year. Nick is fuming inside, but manages to calm himself down, and instead asks Harry if he needs any help. At that moment, Mrs. Norris and, shortly afterwards, Phil to arrive at the scene. The caretaker is furious when he sees Harry dripping with mud in the corridor. Promptly, he takes him to his office to document Harry's crime and assign a proper punishment. While Harry's waiting and looking around, all of a sudden, a loud bang goes off, right above the office. Filch knows that it can only have come from Peeves, and he sprints out the door to catch the culprit. Harry, not sure what to do, suddenly spots a letter for a beginner's magic course on Filch's desk. Curiously, he opens the envelope, but soon hears footsteps and quickly tosses it back on the table. When Filch walks back in, he can tell right away that Harry must have grabbed the quickspell envelope. Instead of yelling at Harry, Filch seems to be completely caught off guard and breaks into a stutter, telling Harry to leave. On his way to the common room, Harry finds out it was nearly Headless Nick who helped with a loud distraction. 
Extremely grateful, Harry promises Nick to come to his death day party on Halloween. By the time Halloween arrives, Harry regrets agreeing to go to the party. The Halloween feast in the Great Hall seems way more inviting and fun than going down to the dungeons to celebrate Nick's death. Hermione and Ron are amazing friends and accompany Harry to the depressing party. It is freezing cold in the dungeon, food and drinks are served rotten, and the music sounds like a hundred fingernails scraping a blackboard. Harry and Ron meet Moaning Myrtle for the first time, a ghost haunting a girl's bathroom. When the company of the Headless Hunt gallop in and steal Nick's thunder at his own party, the three are ready to leave. With rumbling stomachs, they walk up the stairs when Harry suddenly hears that ice-cold voice again. He can hear it moving up the walls and the three follow the voice to a corridor on the second floor. There, they find a lifeless Mrs. Norris and a message on the wall. The Chamber of Secrets has been opened. Enemies of the air, beware. Just when they try to decide what to do, the entire crowd from the Great Hall walks in from either end of the corridor. As silence falls among the mass of students when they spot the horrifying scene. That was wonderful. That was wonderful. Can I make one comment, though, without you being totally upset? And I'm sure that our native um, English speakers might have heard it as well. And Uh I'm leaving it in because it's super cute. (laughs) Instead of dungeon, you said dungeon. (laughs) Or dung, dungeon. Dung, dungeon. I think is how you say it. (laughs) You just drop that in right out of there. So it's just sort of duh, oh my gosh. dungeon, dungeon. Your little differences. You're going to be so mad at me I, if you learn German and I'm oh, going to make you. I can't. I know. I'm going to point out the little differences and you're like, I can't even hear it. I know. I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Sometimes you're like, you say, say this word. And I'm like, and I say it a hundred times. You're like, <laughs> nope, nope. Not, not even, even close. close. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Jinx. Uh, yeah. Is there a video version? No, I wish there was. Okay, because I have Sorry. my teeth on the microphone. Gosh, that's a second uh, mic bop. I know. <laughs> I should Crazy. really pay for that. Start paying for it. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, d- Dungeon. Sorry. Sorry, Dungeon. So say it. Dungeon. Dungeon. Dungeons dun- and Dragons. You gotta get that done. Yeah, I know. Dun- I get dun- it dun- now. No, I, it's funny. It's just, it's funny. It's funny. Sometimes I just liked it. it just... You did not see me over here, thank goodness, because I just sometimes you're reading and I put my head down like this. I just go, oh, <laughs> wow. Don't laugh. Because <laughs> I'm trying to help you get through it. Oh, thank you. It's great. If people yeah. only knew how, how long hard these it is. take. And how hard it is. You think like reading is easy, but when all of a sudden well, you're trying you to can't deliver it. Up, yeah. Yeah. I think if you were doing it like, because um, I've always wanted to record yeah, like an audio book, but not with like voices and stuff, just narration. Mm. And I wanted to do it for some of my old Star Wars Legends books. That was mm-hmm. one of my plans, which is to say, okay, they're not out there in unabridged versions. Let's go at it. But it's so much work. You have to really uh-huh. make sure your cadence is good and then it matches and blah, 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 blah. Right. So it's tough. That is a real talent yeah. that those individuals, they mess up too. And they also mix up voices and stuff sometimes. We hear it in the Harry Potter books. Right. So it's funny. That's but true. Anyway, it's great. So well done. Um, I want to start off this chapter discussion just real quickly with a description of October. I know, right? This is one of the coolest things. I love this time of year. I love fall. Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorite times. So this really stood out to me. It's right at the beginning, which is October arrives, spreading a damp chill over the grounds and into the castle. So you've got, um, let's see, we talked about the potion already. Ginny was looking pale. Mm -hmm. She's taking it, whatnot. 
Uh, let's see. Raindrops the size of bullets thundered on the castle windows for days on end. The lake rose, the flower beds turned into muddy streams, and Hagrid's pumpkins swelled to the size of a garden shed. I just think that's really cool. That's awesome. It just paints the picture it's of those. Pa- it paints a great picture. Yeah. yeah. So, and then the, the next part that's really cool is you have your um, Oliver Wood's enthusiasm is characterized as not being dampened. Be, be all that damp weather know. doesn't dampen him. I just think it's good writing. I think it's clever writing, and I think it's a really good way to kind of set up yeah. the the mood. Um, the you know things are drenched and there's mud and there's everywhere. You know, yeah. yeah, because you don't have to do that. But if if you if you do it as a writer, it just sets a scene and yeah. paints a picture in your mind. Yeah, it's the thing we always try to tell our students at school too, which is to use the use imagery, right? Yeah. Use words that make people think. Uh, that can help paint a picture in their mind, whether right. it's a visual thing or it's a feeling or um, a smell or whatever it might be, taste. So. I'm already painting an actual painting in my head right now of the scene. So yeah, look out for that in uh, the upcoming October, which is in 10 months. Let's go. <laughs> so I have 10 months to create you it. Better, you better pencil it down. Um, so this this whole thing is really interesting. I, I A lot of this I forgot. I mean, this is one of those chapters that I've said when we started the whole thing. I was like, I'm looking forward to get to this point in the book series because mm-hmm. it's beyond what I had recently read. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's not something you typically see in the film. Right. You, well, you don't see the film. Excuse me. And it's uh, it's just cool little tidbits. You pointed out something today mm-hmm. th- with the loud bang that we hear at the beginning. Jaw of this. dropping. Yeah, that I forgot about. Had no idea about. I, me neither. Yeah. So we we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but yeah, have you ever been in a situation, I feel like in your mom's house and my mom's house, it's probably the same thing, is that if you tracked in that amount of mud, would you not get a punishment? Oh, we- You take, know the rules. We take up our shoes before we walk in. Yeah. Even you, as adults. My mom- I got that straight up, which my was- My mom would shoes? make you take off your shoes How would you say take your time. shoes off in German? Zieh deine Schuhe aus. Yeah. Okay. That's what your mom said to me. Yeah. And she said, right now. I was like, Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, and, but uh, uh, yeah, because because you're tracking in all that, diff- you know, you've got carpet floors or you've got whatever it might be. And now what's interesting is when we um, when we go to dad's house, basically he doesn't keep that rule up anymore. Yeah, he's wearing I've his- noticed. I'm like, dad, you got your shoes on in the house. What is going on? So it's just kind of funny. You should call so, him out for it sometime. But you keep your shoes on. All oh, I'm the happy time. he does because, like, I don't always, I don't really like to keep them on, but sometimes I do just yeah. for depending if we're going to be sitting down for five minutes and then you're, you know, you're, you're right. out and you're going. So, but if they're muddy, definitely not. If they're I if know. they're wet, no way. If they're dry, and I'm just going in to sit down for a hot second and then you know wait for you to grab your coat or something or whatever, and then we're gonna go. Then cool. Yeah. But anyway, I just think it's, uh, yeah, I can see why Filch is mad. I know he's. I mean, Harry was probably not the first one today or you know mm-hmm. in that whole week right has been bringing in mud yeah but um crazy just real quick before we get into the filch and nick scene mm-hmm. the quidditch team is discouraged because the brooms are so fast the slytherin brooms the nimbus two mm-hmm. 2001s right but i thought when i read that i was like great that they're all so fast but speed is not everything right so they still have to be able to control their brooms and their movement and i feel like i think i think when we talked about brooms we talked about this like when harry gets his firebolt and could is everyone better with a faster broom probably not i feel like some need a slower broom to be able to react and 
you know. Oh, for sure. Because think about you. You've now got a time. Now it actually throws off all of your your passing and right. stuff, right? So if you're trying to pass stuff around, you've got to get used to that speed. Hundred yeah. percent. Because you know what? Um, volleyball players have such a hard time transitioning from indoor to outdoor in the sand because your yeah. timing is once you, you know you finish your indoor season you go out play outside in the sand and your timing is off and same thing when you switch back yeah. from sand to hard floor it's off because now you trained yourself to wait a little bit you know you don't jump as high and yeah. you don't yeah. run as fast in sand everything is a little bit um yes. more sluggish but if yeah, you slow want down. but um but yeah, that's always been a struggle when you switch the element that you're playing right. on. Like and ba- same uh, thing, um, I think, with the brooms. Yeah, for sure. And like basketball players, like when they mm-hmm. when you do a lot of um, I don't know if you, if you have to go through a lot of muscle gain. Like it's something Michael Jordan used to worry about, which was his training. He had such a great shot, and he didn't want to like do anything to disrupt that. Right. By adding more, you know. So he was very careful about how mm-hmm. often he shot and worked out and how he improved his physical his physique. Yeah. But didn't want to lose his touch. Yeah. You know, so it's like, how do you get super strong, but yet keep that soft, sensitive touch to hit those shots? Good point. Yep. So something like that. I mean, interesting, though, they are depressed and it kind of fits with this atmosphere, this dreary sort of whatever. Although people say that's a depressing. You and I love it. I I love that. The like the misty, foggy, Mm -hmm. uh, damp kind of weather that fall brings on. Yep. So it just feels like cozying up with a hot drink and some blankets and even outside going for a walk in the rain. I remember uh, last October we were like, wow, this is what we've been waiting for. You know, this cooler weather, weather um, it's raining or it's even like just a little bit foggy. It's so Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. It's great. Right before it gets a little too cold. Even like I love walking in the snow too. Yeah. But yeah, just the first. You can just do it longer. You can be outside walking longer uh, in a little cooler weather. Yeah. Once it's, Freezing, freezing. So, so we love October. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, the, the conversation with Nearly had this Nick. Mm-hmm. He is 500 years old. Just a quick yeah. connection to the game coming up, Hogwarts Legacy. He's going to be in that, I believe. Oh, for sure. Pretty yeah. Sure, right? So yeah. I think he's one of the confirmed ghosts. Uh, I don't know if they're all confirmed or not, but we definitely are going to be seeing him there. And I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Really, really neat um, that this is we're celebrating his 500th uh, death day. Yeah. So cool. And right now when we first meet him, he's upset because of this, you know, half an inch or so. Yeah. And it's it's troublesome because, well, I mean, I couldn't believe how many times he said, sorry if this is, you know, triggering or whatever. Just, but the, he gets through, I mean, he goes through some crap, you know, like he, oh, the, yeah. I mean, he was I like, I don't know how many times he, uh, he was talking he's like, really upset. He's upset that he's, nearly headless yeah. and he's not completely headless because he can't join in this game that they're going to play and the, yeah. and the hunt and it's it's kind of oddly hilarious i don't know it's it's uh, as a kid it definitely is it's and, silly if you don't take yeah. it too serious and yeah. you just kind of but yeah i mean ghosts are scary anyways but yeah he's just <laughs> a ghost who's struggling with like what he can do in the afterlife based upon what happened to him I in know. death I mean, but honestly, what does he expect? I mean, they're kind of right because he can't take it off. So he can't do all the cool stuff that they're doing with their heads. Yeah, air quote. Yeah, cool. (laughs) I mean, yeah, air quote, cool. But the the stuff he wants to do, he wouldn't be able to do that. Like, what is his... If they would let him in, what would he do? It's like a status thing. I think he just wants to be a part of it just because of status, you know? Mm -hmm. I get it. 
yeah. poor Nick. I mean, he's really such a friendly ghost because he's asking Harry a couple times if he could help him somehow. And I feel like it's just very sweet somehow how he... Um, I liked... I don't have it in front of me right now, mm-hmm. but I really liked when he the description of his anger he almost like swallows down his anger for a second and takes two big breaths or deep breaths yeah and um then in a much calmer voice he talks to harry and asks him if he needs help i thought that was really i mean awesome right yeah yeah so what's what is said i think he reads it which is uh, we can only accept huntsman Huntsmen, whose heads have parted completely with their bodies, mm. you will appreciate that it would be impossible otherwise for members to participate in hunt activities such as horseback, head juggling, and head polo. It is with the greatest regret, therefore, that I must inform you that you do not fulfill our requirements. Mm-hmm. With uh, very best wishes, Sir Patrick <laughs> Delaney Podmore. Mm-hmm crazy and when i read his name i was like oh i gotta look him up because i want to know is there any connection to other characters because oh, uh there? the name rang a bell definitely so there's not too much about him um that he's a wizard who later became headless headless ghost after his death and that he was in charge of the headless hunt okay we know that but the headless hunt I forgot about that. They fought in the Battle of Hogwarts. Yeah. So he must. What? He probably defended the school. You know? I don't see. This is this is why I love doing this. I know. Because I don't remember that. I don't remember that. So that is awesome. Yeah, he's actually. Um, so uh, Nick, he nicknames him Sir Properly Decapitated <laughs> Podmore. Right. Great. It's funny. great. Um, they say given his surname. It's not confirmed, but there might be a relation to either the British or both the British Ministry of Magic employee Hector Podmore or the Order of Phoenix member Sturgis Podmore. So we have two Podmores in the series that might be related, you know, Podmore. I mean, it's a common name, I think. And who knows? But it's it's, it's always kind of cool to see whether there are connections and mentioning Hogwarts Legacy, the main character in Hogwarts Legacy and nearly headless Nick are seen discussing a plan to get Sir Patrick to allow Nick into the headless hunt. Thus, Sir Patrick would have died prior to 1890. Okay, they make a connection, but there is a scene with both of them, Nick and Patrick. Wow, that's cool. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay, so yeah, this whole bit with this sort of the set, setting the scene here, and just in getting to know some of these ghosts and in the the um, headless hunt, and so mm-hmm. yeah, pretty cool. Now the big thing here is Filch. Mm-hmm. We get some real good insight to Filch. He's upset. He's got the same cold that everybody else kind of has. He's running around yeah. uh, dealing with that. He's agitated. Uh, I think they said at one point there was um, some sort of brains let's see pla- yeah accidentally plastered frog brains all over the ceiling in dungeon five so like oh, he's irritated he's gotta, he's gotta screw up the ceiling that's hard yeah i and, he, and we find out in this that he doesn't use magic right. i mean he's he's he he's a squib yeah so he's learning those things we're gonna figure we're gonna see the little envelope uh that has the uh what's it called again quick spell or yeah quick, like quick spell course yeah. yep yeah but you want to hear something cool i do Always. Okay, so I was when I read this, I was wondering again about the connection of, you know, that Mrs. Norris and Filch have. Because there's definitely something more than just a regular pet and owner connection. Mm-hmm. So we see, 
especially when you read this part, drawn to the spot by the mysterious power, so Filch walks in, drawn to the spot by the mysterious power that seemed to connect him with his foul cat, Argus Filch burst suddenly through a tapestry to Harry's right, wheezing and looking wildly about for the rule breaker. So I was wondering, what power is this between him and his cat? Um, he and seems to know where that cat is and can I find know. it directly. And he, but he's a squib. And here's some. I try to search some forums, and okay. there's nothing okay. official, nothing canon that explains this connection. But you know, fans come up with their theories, and they have uh, noticed something. Okay. That Filch is not the only squib who seems to have this power because Mrs. Fig does it as well in Order of the Phoenix. Here we read, He left, said Mrs. Fig, wringing her hands, left to see someone about a batch of cauldrons that fell off the back of a broom. I told him I'd flay, I would flay him alive if he went, and now look. Dementors, it's just lucky I put Mr. Mr. Tibby's on the case. But we haven't got time to stand around, blah, 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 blah. And then the other one is, yes, yes, yes. But luckily, I'd stationed Mr. Tibby's under a car just in case. And Mr. Tibby's came and warned me. But what? by the time I got to your house, blah, 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 blah. Whoa. So this kind of connection. They're familiars. They're sort of like familiar I mean, spirits. I, Different type of magic. I wonder if, if, if it's if it's something that has to do with squibs. Yeah. There's something, you know, she had on her mind that might be a similarity, a special power that they may, might have with, to connect to a magic, well, cats are not magical, to, but, but to connect to other beings. Yeah. I mean, and hers might be measles, aren't they? Or no, was she a measle breeder or something? I'm not sure. Yeah, half maybe measle? there are half, yeah. Not sure. So it, the what I'm thinking is, though, mm -hmm. is like you have, gosh, we just watched His Dark Materials, mm -hmm. which is a great you know interesting um, show a very interesting you know show on hbo max and you have the your demons which mm -hmm. are your soul essentially yeah. your it's your, it's another part of you in right. animal form yeah so that's kind of interesting but there's a lot of stuff even in star wars there's the ability to you might not be able to do like big awesome force pushes or force pulls or like big things with with the force but you might be more in tune to nature yeah. and to or maybe your skill is in healing or maybe it's in speaking to animals right and and being like a kind of um i forget what the, what the term is like friendly to beasts if okay. you will mm -hmm. yeah. so and that's like a crazy power there's a show and uh, i don't think you've ever seen it it's called captain planet let me make sure i get this right i think one of the powers of the rings there's these these captain planet was all about like recycling and everything and you had these different okay. rings of power <laughs> okay that these kids had and they had like you know earth wind water nice. and there's yeah all the you know whatever d different things and one of them i think was heart and i think it allowed you to speak to animals like he could talk to dolphins and all sorts of different that's things cool. i always wanted to talk so, to animals yeah, but what they think. that's a really cool connection, though, just in terms yeah. of uh, M Mrs. Norris and um, Mr. What's his name? Tib Tibbs? Uh, Tib Tibbies? Tibbs? Mr. Tibbs. That's cool. Because both cats. So I just think it's a type of magic that maybe was more 
useful or relied upon back in the day yeah. and then it's sort of gone dormant or we don't use it as, as much or who knows i mean cats are one of the three animals you can bring to hogwarts right that yeah. are mentioned in the letter so they're definitely close to the wizarding world even though they're not magical themselves just mm-hmm. like toads are not and owls are not well we don't really know if there is a difference between the cats that live in the wizarding world but and the cats that live in our world yeah yeah <clears throat> but yeah so that was really really cool and um i i wish we had some more background information on that because um shout out to squibs i know <laughs> it's interesting i love the little mysteries and the little things that maybe could be expanded upon in a series yeah. or something later on you know which yeah. would be neat i know uh, okay, so we've got mess and muck everywhere, mm-hmm. and it's filthy. There's a crime. This is an actual <laughs> crime, yep. and there needs to be a punishment for it. And this is where I make my jokes. The he polishes these chains and manacles. Oh my goodness! My golly, Filch, you, you're you're what is up with you? He is crazy. It's like, it's almost like you have. Um, Oh, gosh, I'm trying to think if it would be like the gym teacher at an elementary school or someone who maybe a janitor, someone who does a, a different like, like or even, I guess, a regular teacher. Whenever you see old equipment that has just been there yeah. for so long. You mean a chalkboard? Yeah, chalkboard. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember. I did a student teaching one time and I went to a school that was really nice and it was an elementary school that had all the new tech and everything this is cool the college had the new tech yeah and then i went to my old elementary school and oh my goodness relics i was taking <laughs> pictures of them i just could not believe that these things were still there and they were still being in use but they didn't have the money to upgrade to new stuff or whatever right so Phil's just taking care of, maybe there's a budget maybe the, the you know he's holding on to these things in case we ever need them mm-hmm. in case there's ever a battle at hogwarts uh, hey, that's what yeah Right? Did he use them? I don't know. Probably not. Oh, we'll, we'll find out <laughs> probably later. Probably not. He would have. He probably would have had Voldemort gotten in and needed to. He maybe did use them during that year where Neville was. Um, I think he probably did. Where Harry was out. Mm. Deathly Hallows. Oh, probably. Probably yeah. gave him yeah. the Caros and they were doing who knows what. Yeah. Filch was yeah. having a heyday. I know. You would hope that even Filch. I had to go back and remember what that was like. What he, what they what they mentioned about him in the last book because you would think maybe he would be like, all right, this is. You know, not good. Or is yeah. he into the dark arts, or is he not? Is he? What's his no, temperament I like? I don't think so. I think he does respect Dumbledore, and he just yeah. is a little bitter because he lives among all these wizards and witches. Right. But he himself, as we find out, cannot perform magic. Yeah, because he would be kind of looked down upon by yeah. them. Oh, absolutely. That's think, why right? he wants to keep it a secret. But yeah. also, don't the students wonder why he would always use his, you know, like a broom and like actual muggle? Hey, he's, well, he, he's, he's an example to all. And also, that's because he's in charge of those uh, non-magical punishments. We yeah. can't, you know, you got to polish the the trophies and it's good old-fashioned elbow grease. True. True. So. Mm, yeah. And the actor is a great, I mean, I could not imagine a better actor for Felch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he does a great, great job. So, uh, um, yeah, we're not going to list off all the things that he says are making a mess. There's tons of them. Uh, and he's just, he's really upset. He's, he's got his pen. He's about to, you know, whatever. And then peeves. Oh my goodness. This was a cool one. You felt this was, uh, I, cause I, sometimes something is you're listening to it or you're going along. You're sort of like, okay, what was the loud bang? Who mm-hmm. cares? You know? Yeah. No, no, no just a deal. distraction. Cause my so. question was like, what was the punishment going to be? You know, what was <laughs> no. the, de- what was the detention <laughs> he was going to give? really find out. I want to know what, I want to know what Filch's like list of punishments, his go-to 
punishments are as top ones. Uh-huh. But um, that's because I'm, you know, weird. But then it's more about the vanishing cabinet. Uh-huh. Wow. Well, I mean, Peeves drops the vanishing cabinet. It breaks. And that's why Malfoy later has to fix it. And it takes so long. Mm-hmm. And he he has difficulties figuring it out. And I thought it was so interesting um, that, you know, both pieces of the vanishing cabinet are mentioned in this book. First, we see it in um, at Borgen and Burks. Mm-hmm. And then the one at Hogwarts here, right here, just mentioned in such a little tiny scene that we don't really pay attention to at that time we don't know what it is and it's just one other magical item right yeah (laughs) and you know you're thinking too if you ever wanted a way to get in secretly from you know one place to another and you had because that seems to be a pretty well developed idea to have these cabinets Mm -hmm. and then calling this one a vanishing cabinet Mm -hmm. i don't know if the first one was called a vanishing cabinet or not i can't even remember but still to, to to even be mentioning them or Maybe in the back of her mind having like, I might need these. So I'm going to put this yep. in. We're going to use this and then it can be fixed and it's broken and people won't think much of it. But you never know. I might need a way into Hogwarts. Yeah. Secretly for Death Eaters. Yeah. In book two to come up with that. I'm not saying she had uh, that I all know. penciled out or figured out, but you lay down enough um, paths yeah. that you can use or items or things that, the things that you can use. Mm-hmm. Like all of the different ingredients that are listed in potions or even all the things that Filch lists here that were spread all over that he was scrubbing and all the things that yeah. were causing all the issues, they're all related to magical beasts and they're, they're related to magic and different things mm-hmm. and they have odd names. And so yeah. you can come back and say, oh, that's been mentioned before. Right. It's just a cool thing. It's sort of an arsenal of um, yeah. items and objects and terminology that she can come yeah, back to and use. makes the re-readability, you know, so yeah. what, better, so much better or higher yeah. or what do we call it? Yeah, it just yeah more rewarding because yeah, you go, yeah. you go back and you're like oh wow there it is and <laughs> and again it's not even I, I think some people think that when I say that oh you're saying she had this all penciled out no they maybe she did really she's yeah. more of an architect in term in terms mm-hmm. of how she uh, writes the story whereas um, some people that I read different authors they just sort of let it all grow yeah and they it's more like a garden for them and they're trying to see where it grows and how it grows in their right. mind. And then they make those connections along the way. Mm-hmm. Whereas she seems to be laying a bunch of different avenues and doors yeah. that she can kind of use down the line. But also yeah. knowing writing with an end goal, too. Right. So I read today in a book about 3D modeling yeah. um, that you also, it's, you know, what makes you as an artist great versus just average is you look at that door and you could just download a photo of a door real quick and um, put it on one of the models, right? To have that as a um just as a surface almost yeah and then they show you a picture of a just a random white door there's nothing about really much about it but you have to go and think about that door how is it used how long has it been there what's the material how you know who uses it and then they come up with all this background story for a door but they add little scratches and you know, you can see it's been used a lot in a long mm-hmm, time, and it's mm-hmm. where they use it the most. Like, where are the scratches? Right next to the doorknob, and then down here, yeah. um, where the floor is. And it, I think that was, I mean, not that you can ever think about every single door, every single plant, every single animal in your yeah. series, but it really helped. Like, world building makes a story so much better sometimes. Yeah, and to connect that to creative writing, we have a creative writing course at the high school, and 
a lot of times one of the cool things I see kids doing is which like expanding or I'm trying to remember what they what they call it, but it's um sort of uh, zooming in or, or magnifying a moment. Mm-hmm. And you can do that sometimes by describing that very door yeah. that, that yeah. you are slowly turning the handle towards and your thumbnail is, you know, scraping against the paint as you turn it and right. it creaks open and you, you describe all of it, the hinges and everything. Yeah. So it takes a couple paragraphs to do that, but you're right. magnifying this moment. Yeah. And in that you're thinking about the door itself and what is it doing and what, where does right. it lead, you know, all that stuff like you just said. So that's a really cool thing. It's cool to see that in graphic design or I'm yeah. um, sorry, in your uh, 3d design. Yeah. And then also how you would relate that to a story. Yeah. Creative really writing. Cool. So, yeah, I just love it. Cause it I, I that's the the piece I uh, sometimes I get way too bogged down in all those different little details, and we could talk for hours because there's, <laughs> there is a lot of really good um, moments like that in mm-hmm. in her writing. So yeah, yeah, that's why I really appreciate um, going back and just reading yeah. all these little details. And it's like we said, it's a really good chapter. Um, now the party on its own, the ghost party or death day party on Halloween is not really something we necessarily need and that's why they kind of got rid of it in the movie mm-hmm. yeah. um, but it's a cool idea and for kids especially like you know ghost party with all these different elements and how things are very similar to our parties but also very different yeah um, and you experience the you know through the living eyes of Harry Hermione and Ron and it's also where they meet moaning Merle for the first time I mean at yeah. least Ron and Harry yeah. But I thought, how depressing or how sad to go to a death day party on Harry's parents' death day. Because Halloween is when they were killed. And again, we asked this last year, air quote last year, mm-hmm. so last book, yeah. when the troll came in, did Harry know it was the 31st of October? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's, he's it's, not it's even not really paying attention to it, remembering them, or you know, remembering... The, or the, the date does not have a special significance for him other yeah. than halloween yeah because i feel like everyone else is sort of um that is a day they celebrate a little bit mm-hmm. because yeah. of it's when he who must not be named is defeated and right. stuff so yeah. so we feel like he does not necessarily know i would say probably not no well yeah. i don't know tells him though he does i'm just saying i just does he does he does he care to take a moment you know yeah who knows maybe he just takes a moment in the morning we never know about off off page and he's i mean he lived for 11 years without knowing the exact date i think so it just never became a habit to to think of them on that day you know what i mean yeah yeah so anyway um harry probably doesn't know so they go to the party and i was wondering it's a ghost party where was professor pins he studying the histories. I don't know. Was he not there? I imagine he was there. He might might have been there. But he, he might have just been reading a book over in the corner. Didn't make you know much, right? Much, yep. You know commotion or whatever. So but I feel like he would have been invited. But what does he do off hours? Does he just read and research? Yeah, he doesn't he really just, have to sleep, right? Right. He just so. continues on. I feel or, like they say we don't even know if he realized that he's a ghost because they say one day he died and he just showed up back to his. You know, teaching his lessons. He might lay down and pretend like he's sleeping. Yeah. I mean, really? I don't pretend know. Pretend like he's eating and the food just falls down. Yeah. They got food here. So. They do. Uh, and the idea of making it more flavorful because it's all rotten. 
Yeah. So yeah. they can so kind of taste kind it of taste almost. Kind of taste it and smell it. And it's kind yeah. of, it's potent. It's got you mold know what, on it. Though? My gosh. That reminds me, I think it's, it could be true because if you see that, well, they don't really have living neurons anymore, but they use a technology um, if people don't, you know, if they ha- are lacking an arm or a leg, they can sometimes still feel it because mm. there's still neurons mm-hmm. or mm. or you see a certain food and you can almost smell it because your brain, yeah. the neurons are firing because they connected to to that food, to yeah. that body part, all of that stuff. Right. This so, is turning into Ghostbusters right now. Sorry. Okay. You're, you're, I mean, hey, another movie into, I've watched. I know. I got You got to watch that. <laughs> uh, where you get in the science in there with the paranormal activity, oh, cool. which, okay. is, which is cool. But no, I get you. Yeah. I get you. And it's 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 really neat. It's, it's actually really creative. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this, I this think creative so too. Idea yeah. to have this. Yeah. Now, you know what I was going to do? I remember when we were listening to the chapter, mm-hmm. the bloody Baron. Yes. Um, Harry Potter. Let's see. What does he? Like, how is he described? Oh, he's really, really spooky. He's spooky, but he's just the bloody baron, and he looks like it was a wizard who attended. Yeah, he's he's the ghost. I think there for... is a connection between uh, Rowena Ravenclaw's daughter mm-hmm. um, and him. I think they were together at one point. Yeah, so after his death, he became one of the ghosts that haunts Hogwarts uh, and the ghost of Slytherin House. Covered in Helena Ravenclaw's blood to this day. Oh, he killed her. He earned himself, yeah, the bloody baron. awful. So, yeah, he's covered in that blood. So, okay, let's read the whole thing here. So, he was a wizard who attended Hogwarts. We got it. Um, In during the founder's time. So, he's probably one of the oldest. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He was sorted into House uh, Slytherin. So after Hogwarts, he fell in love with Helena Ravenclaw, but she did not love him in return. I didn't know this. Mm-hmm. this I cra- remember okay. this from the seventh book. Wow. Mm. Um, he was sent by uh, Rowena Re- Ravenclaw to find Helena in Albania, but Helena refused to return with him, and so he killed her in a rage. Uh, when he realized what he had done, the Baron stabbed himself with the same knife and died by suicide. Oh, I th- Scary guy. Wow. Crazy. Um, yeah, and then so one of the early on mentions, so Seamus says, how did he, how did he get covered in all that blood? Mm-hmm. And Nicholas says, I've never asked. He had never asked. So it was kind of a mystery yeah. throughout the series, I guess, right? And then you find out, as you mm-hmm. said at the end. Mm-hmm. Dang. It's a pretty... Nasty she, story. It well, think about that though. In terms of writing, you would just always call this guy the Bloody Baron, and I'm always yeah. like, who is he? What's he? Why is he scary? Why is he bloody? Yeah. What's 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 the deal? You never say anything beyond that, other than like when he shows up, like Peeves goes running and whatnot. But yeah, yeah it's because he's uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So interesting. Yeah, and I think it's because he's there, right? I think he's there. Yeah, he's there. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, even the ghosts don't want to really go near him because he looks so scary. Um, but ghosts are so interesting. I think we underestimate just like sometimes we do with our, you know, grandparents and elderly people. They have stories to tell. They have been there. They have been wandering this earth for 500 or a thousand or how many years. And we should talk to them more. 
You know, mm-hmm. they have a, a lot of knowledge. And I love yeah. that Nearly Headless Nick comes back in um, the last book. No, wait. He comes back in the last book too, but I think it is... Oh, yeah. Harry talks about death to... The, to I mean, sorry. I'm losing my words. You're right. I'm just so excited because how awesome. They have this conversation here. Super friendly to Harry. Asks him if I could help you. Harry even, you know... Nick helped him, so he wants to help him right. in return. And he goes to his party, all that stuff. And then later, he is the ghost he talks to about death. About death, yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that hurt and stuff like that, I right. think. Or even after um, the order, huh. of the very end of the Order of the Phoenix, he also, that's what the first time he asks him, I think. Wow. Is when he, um, when Sirius just died, was yeah. killed. Yeah. You know, he Got was it. wondering, is Sirius somewhere Where's he uh, as at? a ghost? Where does he go? Yeah. Yeah. And he was, he was, yeah, yeah, curious. And he doesn't know because he never moved on. Nick never moved on to the, you know. Dang. Right beyond. Who would have thought? We don't think much about the ghosts sometimes, yeah. you know. They, we, get, they over, we overlook them. And that, yeah, in terms of creative writing, that's a really cool thing to put a ghost right there in front of you. And you're sort of like, okay, what are their, they're just cool and spooky. And it's, no, then they full circle have a purpose and help our characters develop more and stuff. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I was reading more about the bloody Baron again. He wears chains uh, as an act of penance. Yeah. But the kids uh, don't know that at first. No. Yeah. They just think he's wearing chains and he's scary. Like he yeah. was maybe someone chained him up. Right. Instead of him chaining himself up. I remember him being so scary in the computer game. He was also wandering um, the dungeons yeah. down. Obviously, he's the Slytherin ghost, right? So he was in yeah. dungeons, and you really don't want to come near him, and you kind of have to watch him a little bit, and so you don't run into him. Yep. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, for sure. Now, All right. the um, climax of this whole chapter is when they they are finally ready to leave, and I think it's really not cool that, what's his name? Patrick steals Nick's thunder. Nick wants to give a speech. I know. Come on. And he just ignores him. He just thinks he's the greatest and funniest and everyone should look at him. Right. So I think they're just annoyed. I mean, Harry, Ron, Hermione, they didn't, they, they, the party is actually not what they thought it would be. A lot of things are different. They don't really feel that comfortable there because they're the only yeah. living beings there. They're hungry. Yeah, they're, they're hungry. They're hungry. So they're like, let's just bounce right now. It's right. getting chaotic down here. Let's just go. And Harry hears the voice again. Mm-hmm. And this time he wants to get to the bottom of it and runs upstairs because the mo- the voice is actually kind of in the wall, moving up. Harry wants to catch it, and it's saying terrible things. It wants to kill. It wants to tear. Right. Um, so they find themselves in the second floor corridor. And there we see what Ginny. Later we find out it was Ginny who wrote that. The writing on the, on wall. the wall. Yep. Yeah. Enemies of the air, beware. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chamber of Secrets has been opened. And then Mrs. Norris is petrified so yeah. the first victim she's probably an accident because she's not she doesn't have anything to do with muggleborns or anything but what's really cool um when you read the book for the first time it's a mystery right we don't know anything about you know how it's going to unfold and um who's the culprit right so harry starts almost suspect i was doubting himself and we see Harry has, it, it looks very suspicious because Harry 
ran into Mrs. Norris earlier and was kind of annoyed by her. Was in Filch's office. Was in Filch's office. And then we have another suspect. When um, the students, all the other students come from the feast and who's there grinning and saying that mudbloods should watch out because mm-hmm. they're going to be next is Draco Malfoy. Right. And, you know, the heir of Slytherin, we all think, oh, my, could it be Malfoy? Yeah. That's what they suspect. <clears throat> so, again, for kids, very well written. You have, y- you don't really know who it's going to be. They all have some motives. Well, um, you've so even got the idea that the um, the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher is a cursed position. You've got Gilderoy right. showing up. Not that, you know, he's bad or anything, but you're just oh, sort of yeah. like, oh, yeah, keep an eye on too. him, right. you know. And then you've got Filch, like you said earlier. The ki- I mean, what we learn later is because of the quick spell book and because they know some of the, the rumors get out, right, uh, over the years that he maybe is a squib and yeah. then he gets picked on. Yeah. And maybe he thinks Harry found out mm-hmm. and he went after my cat. Right? Uh-huh. I mean, that's what yeah. Filch thinks. Yeah. And it's like, wow. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because you're, you're kind of caught in a really bad situation yeah. where you're at the scene of a crime and you're the first you one just <laughs> walked in here yeah and then you make that call and it's sort of like uh wish somebody walked in here with he did uh, have friends who walked in with him which is great now Man. i gotta say though this is all <laughs> one little criticism yeah it's a little illogical that the slytherins and hufflepuffs would go up to the second floor after the feast i feel like because they would right they wouldn't they be going down to the dungeons or to the kitchen yeah. So for me, it doesn't really make sense. It feels like the whole school is running into the scene, even though it should be only mainly Ravenclaws and Gryffindors to me, because mm-hmm. they're going up to the towers and they might pass this this yeah. corridor. Maybe they heard a commotion and they were like going down and they started to come back up because they heard people, you know, claiming around. I don't know. You're right, yeah. though. Probably. I was like, uh, maybe it was. They don't really mention it. Maybe it was only Ravenclaws and Gryffindors, and Malfoy just wanted to go somewhere see someone yeah. other than his common room we right. don't really know but or they're gonna wander so. for a while they're not yeah not ne- necessarily heading back to their common room. i don't know yeah. it's good yeah good point not sure that's a tough one too as you're an, an author trying to keep track of all the different places and I know. locations and where's everybody going map. and why are they going there and it's yeah you have it all mapped out in your head so i wish she was you know she had someone draw i mean they have a map um in the in the movies kind of i mean the marauders map but there's no... I love that in the video games, you can just wander the map. I wonder, though, that's if that's exactly how she um, imagined it in her head. Because they probably just pulled all the clues from the book and tried to come up with their own map. I don't know if yeah. they actually asked her, hey, is this correct? Is this how you want it, Hogwarts to be? Right. So I feel like as an author, if you write about so many different places in the castle, you kind of have to... Kind of have to have a map of the place in your head. Yeah, just a general idea of which floor. You've mm-hmm. got the third floor corridor, out of bounds. Yeah. You've got um, different things. Um, yeah, paintings that, 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 that are referenced. Yeah, and, it's great actually in the video game yeah. how, how it all comes together. And they did a wonderful job. Yeah, you know like where Trelawney's at and everything later on. That's I mean, Yes, yeah. you have to, you, as you build out more professors and they come in and more classes, you have to have space for those. And then how, mm-hmm. where are they and how close are they and stuff like yeah. that. So, yeah, really cool. I kind of hope they did. I hope um, that there is some sort of like, yeah, she has a team who just sort of says, yep, that looks good. And it all checks out and, you know, keeping things all in Good continuity. Yeah. So, yeah. Great. Uh, okay. So, we have a story, right? I think yes. you want to read here. I've got it pulled up on, on our email. You did? Okay. Yeah. You want to read so, it? So, 
This is from our, our good friend, Andrew. We uh, Shout out to him, by the way. Uh, Andrew, thank you so much for all the support on the podcast. And he has been just around, followed my projects and followed our stuff and just, just a good friend, good person. And so he sent us a scary story. Yeah. Actually, kind of fitting in with, I think, this, um, we thought it would be more fitting for the Death Day party. Right. Correct? With the ghosts and everything. So yeah. let's hear it. <laughs> okay. Uh, hello, Lottie Inez. Hope all is well. I wanted to reach out after listening to the latest podcast about the upcoming Hogwarts Legacy game. Uh, I am so pumped for the game. My younger guy has been playing the Harry Potter game on Switch. And just yesterday, which was Friday for me, I downloaded it on the PS5 for Aww. him. So that's cool. pretty cool, right? I've played the Hogwarts mystery game on the phone, although it has been a while, but it's a good idea where the legacy game is going. The reason I am sending it out is more focused on something else you guys touched on, which is one of the things which I have a big fascination with. You two always keep it interesting and motivating to keep in touch. This is something which I've never told my wife and I have to make sure she doesn't listen to this episode so she doesn't freak out. I will go into it now. I want to say just over 11 years ago, probably early 2011, which would have put us in our home for less than a year, I was working nights. When I got home, my wife would already be on her way into work or there already. I would sleep in the morning. This one particular morning, I was asleep and I felt as if I was being lifted up and almost kind of twisted around. Nothing was hurting me or dangerous, but scary as heck. I was wide awake at this point, and I put my head under the blankets and covered myself up completely and didn't move because I was pretty scared. I don't know if I was dreaming this, but it sure did feel real for me. Wow. When I finally was able to get the nerve up and get out of bed, which was probably a couple hours if I remember correctly, I noticed the walk-in closet door was open and didn't give it much thought until something happened again and the door was open. So I put those instances together to figure out it was something with the closet. After this, I always make sure to keep the door closed whenever I, my wife, and now the kids are sleeping in the room. Like I said before, I have never told my wife this, and I won't ever until we move out of the house and into a new home. <laughs> Jiminy. Uh, let's see. Uh, the real quick question. Is there any story like that you're not telling me because you want me oh, to Oh, I was thinking you're not telling me because you want to keep the closet doors open. You know, didn't, isn't that where this started? Didn't we say something like that in the podcast where yeah. you had mentioned like you like to keep them open? No, I like to keep them closed. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's the opposite of yeah. what Andrew's saying. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, there have been other things we both have heard in the house or weird things that have happened. Last year, there was about a three week period where I was seeing this black shadow figure that I would see from the corner of my eye. And one night it got to be too much. And I had to just tell my wife, I said, I hate to tell you this, but I keep seeing this black shadow figure. And then it just vanishes into the wall when I look, when I look directly in its direction. Her reaction to this was, you've been seeing it too. I thought it was only me. Whoa. <laughs> I, I actually got chills reading me this. Um, I'm not sure if this was pure exhaustion between the two of us or if this was something we were really seeing. But for the two of us to see the same thing within the same time period is very weird. Very weird. Yes, indeed. So uh, we have never had anything threatening to us, just noises, kitchen faucets turning on and off with no one around. 
One more thing about the walk-in closet. In our bedroom, we used to have a mirror on the door. One night, it was Saturday, Sunday morning, before we had either of our boys, we had heard a giant crash and thought nothing of it because we were sleeping. And I figured I was dreaming. When we woke up, the mirror was shattered in the walk-in closet on the floor. Weird again, but it could just have been the fact that the supports failed through the years. I'm going to tell you right now, that's too many coincidences. There's a lot of things going on in your house, Andrew. (laughs) Closet. So I'm out. I'm not going (laughs) to. That's like, ooh. You try to explain things away, but the thing that got me the most was that you and your wife, you saw the same shadow figure the same time yeah that's a and you fade. didn't tell each other about it like that scares me yeah that that's is crazy wild. that's crazy okay so here we go let's finish this up um i've always had this thing within me of seeing things and experiencing weird things throughout my life i believe i have seen at least a couple ufos take that as you will my mother has also told me that throughout my childhood i always told her of these weird things that i could see That's some of my weird, scary stories that have happened to me. Thanks for easy listening on the podcast and for the enjoyment of the reread. I'm excited for the Chamber of Secrets because my older son finished reading the Philosopher's Stone almost on par with you guys, and he's now on pace Mm -hmm. with the podcast. Again, we, the whole family, are all excited for Hogwarts Legacy. Thanks again for the time. I know this is a long email, so if you'd like to read it on the podcast, feel free, shorten it however you want, etc. Andrew, it's great, so we appreciate it, and this is cool. I love the spooky stories. Me too. Interesting. Very interesting. Now, you know what you just did, Andrew, is we are going to be terrified tonight going to sleep. I we know. don't watch scary movies in my house. Oh, but if we do, I'm For always... For Lottie's sake. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't, I can't. And stories like that that are real and people really don't know how to explain them. I know there's stuff that we now know are explainable through physics, but there, it, I mean... It's true. There's always an explanation. We just ha- don't have the knowledge right now. And there's a lot about, you know, the quantum physics or the other world, whatever you want to call it. Dark matter. Dark matter. Who knows? Um, spirits, spirit worlds. Uh-huh. There's a lot, a lot more openness about this kind of stuff and to learn more about this kind of stuff because people throughout generations have always you know reported stories that are still unexplainable to this day and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to I, I hope that we co- right now we call it pseudoscience yeah some things yeah. Or, or even of oh, what's the other word i'm trying to think paranormal activity. paranormal activities yeah. stuff like that and you kind of think oh people are crazy some things probably are left you know they are they they come from our imagination but i yeah. believe some things we just don't oh. know about them yet so 100 percent i'm gonna tell you right now that we don't talk maybe we'll do an episode like maybe we'll do it for extendable <laughs> you know what we will do this for our extendable ear edition okay today. we should i have some things i would like to share with folks that are spooky okay and let's scary go. so we will just we will table that until then so that way i don't alarm anybody and also that way i don't have a bunch of people sort of saying as you're crazy, crazy. <laughs> and we're not going to be following this podcast anymore yeah. because I openly admit it's crazy, but I love it. So yeah, yeah. hopefully it'll be our most listened to extendable year edition. <laughs> we, yeah, probably. Uh, okay. 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 All right. Well, hey, uh, friends, that is pretty much it for this week. Um, we're going to be diving into more tons of recordings and stuff. So we are just getting after it, trying to save my voice here a little bit. Good chapter though. I like this one. 
and um, just just full of good you know goodies things that we that we don't get to experience goody, a lot unless goody, goody. we're doing yeah a good a good reread mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah there's that why it's worth it right all right friends well hey thank you so much for tuning in to Show Cottage Radio ninety four point seven C O Z Y we hope you will join us in the future we thoroughly enjoy meeting those new positive Potter people that don't behave like babbling bumbling bands of baboons baboons. If you don't want to miss out on the next episode, be sure to click that subscribe button, click that plus button, click that follow button. It does help us a lot. Uh, leave a review and you'll be entered into our giveaway and follow us over on social media at Fleur and Bill. Yep. Also, if you truly, 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 truly enjoy our content, consider supporting our growing wizarding family on Patreon or Apple Premium. You will find all the links down below. Thank you so much to all our current patrons. We appreciate you to all the stars and back and to the moon and back. And um, yeah, just really a lot. Next week, we will talk about Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Chapter 9, their writing on the wall. Make sure to tune back in next time. And until then, have a great rest of your week. Thanks for joining us in our shell cottage today. We know it's not much, but it's home. One particular rainy Sunday. Hmm. One particularly. One particularly rainy Sunday. Why am I keep saying? That? It's a Saturday. <laughs> my brain says Sunday. One particularly. <laughs> okay. Also, you know, you write these things, and the L Y S are in there so. Often. Well, in my head, I can read it out loud. I know. It's great, though. I mean, it's great. <laughs> my tongue just doesn't agree sometimes. One particularly. That's hard to say. Knox. <laughs>